The year is 1822. A wife waits in the road in Cuckfield, Sussex, while her doctor husband, Gideon Mantell, visits her patient. She stood on Cretaceous Rock. By the side of the road, she discovers what looked like several large teeth. This chance discovery 200 years ago is world famous. The objects were examined by French and British scientists, travelled the world to end up pride of place in the Tipapa Museum in Wellington, New Zealand. We'll find out why they were so important in this episode. My name is Richard Treves. This is Hidden Stories of the M4, Episode 5. Listen to it at Junction 13 of the M4 going west. So now we're in the Cretaceous and we're talking about the last period of the age of the dinosaurs. They died out in a meteorite explosion, except the birds, so there's the avian dinosaurs. Or the other dinosaurs that died out are non-avian dinosaurs. So I always like to think you need to be careful when you're feeding bread to ducks in the park. Ducks have history. Dinosaurs reached huge sizes compared to modern mammals, which is one of the reasons they're famous. And we're not entirely sure why that's so. What I'd like to do now is sort of explore the history of humans discovering dinosaurs. And we're going back to a time when dinosaurs were not known. And that's when the teeth that we mentioned at the top of the show were found in Sussex. And there was arguments about these teeth amongst the scientists. They thought they were rhinoceros or fish teeth, some of them. And Mantell, who we mentioned as being the husband of the, the wife who discovered them, visited the Royal College of Surgeons and found some very similar teeth for a vegetarian lizard called uh, an iguana. Only the teeth were a much larger scale. So this is one of the earliest dinosaur fossils found and was used as evidence in naming the dinosaurs Dinosauria by Richard Owen, who is a famous scientist in the 19th century. Going back to that original story, it's not actually clear who found the teeth. And I wonder if it's because it was found by a woman and not by a man that we're not entirely sure of who found it. Because that's the sort of thing that went on in the 19th century. Another important thing to note is it wasn't the whole skeleton of the dinosaurs. So if you think that the paleontologists, the people who study dinosaur bones, always find whole skeletons, you're very wrong. They're often just the teeth. That's quite common in these sort of studies. I'd like to turn now to imagine a world without dinosaurs. I think it's actually quite difficult because they are so suffused into our modern society. You've got films of dinosaurs in, you've got posters, you've got lunch boxes with dinosaurs on. They really appeal to young children for reasons I'm not going to go into. And I wonder if before dinosaurs appeared, whether kids were as into dragons, because dragons are giant creatures as well. I don't actually know the answer to that. And another bit of history I want to talk about is a, a great thing about the history of discovery of dinosaurs to do with Britain. And to do this, we have to travel to Crystal Palace Park in the south of London. And if you go there, you'll be faced with some bizarre looking dinosaur models. They're made of concrete and they're really quite big. Uh, they were the first models of dinosaurs in the world and they were partly created by Richard Owen, the first director of the Natural History Museum, who we met earlier who named dinosaurs as a, a group of animals. They were unveiled in 
1854 as part of the Crystal Palace exhibition and they caused a sensation in the day. So you may remember watching Jurassic Park the first time you saw it and just the animation of that bringing those huge dinosaurs to life and how gobsmacking it was. Well, the models in Crystal Palace must have had a, a similar impact on people's understanding because people had never seen them as models before. Unfortunately, the models are wrong because, again, as I spoke about earlier, there was a lack of paleontological knowledge at the time. We didn't know what the dinosaurs were really like. So Megalosaurus is one of them, and it's depicted rather like a, a Komodo dragon. But actually, we know it looks like what you've seen Tyrannosaurus rex in, in, in films looks like more today. And it's because people base them on large lizards that are alive today. And large lizards that we have alive today are, have got four legs and they're bulky and they're slow. Again, back to the Komodo dragon sort of model. But the dinosaurs aren't lizards. They're much more closely related to birds. So we now know they're far more likely to have two legs and be nimble and quick. So it, it's interesting seeing this history in our language because dinosaur is a derogatory term that we use for someone who's sort of stuck in their thinking. And it's because we thought they were lumbering, slow creatures, but now we know they were fast and nimble and, and quick. So our understanding has really changed and it's really exciting. One thing I want to discuss about dinosaurs is my old poster of them when I was young. So when I was little, sort of eight or nine, I had a poster of dinosaurs on the wall of my bedroom. And what I remember of it is all the dinosaurs were grey and they all had bare skin. And they were drawn as if they were large lizards like the Komodo dragon, as we talked about earlier. Dinosaurs are actually closely related to birds. So it's likely that they had downy feathers for warmth and also that they were coloured as well. But so far the evidence for those things is only coming through very slowly. It's very early days. But it's really exciting to think that we may know these things in the future. So to conclude, we've discussed the dominant animals in the Cretaceous period, the dinosaurs. And we've looked at the history of our understanding of them, which I think is as fascinating as the creatures themselves. In the next episode, the continents, mountains and oceans of the earth are moving around. I compare the world as it was in Cretaceous times with the pattern of the continents today.